Hello, hello. Hello. Love is on the brain and the body today. Must be love on the brain. The brain, yeah. Great song. Absolutely top. When you feel love, do you feel it in the brain or do you feel it? Where do you feel it? Um, well, that's the thing. Okay, so which type of love, I think, influences where I feel it, you know? Mm. Like, I think love of something I'm doing will come in the mind and like mm. but it's love for someone else sometimes I'll feel in the heart area mm. you know I definitely have different bodily sensations depending on the type or like mm. who the love is who or what the love is directed to yeah like what body part symbolizes <laughs> yeah love. yeah Oof. so today we're gonna talk about love <laughs> and not not only in the way, not the mainstream way, which mm. I always like to say because I think when people hear the word love, you think of, you know, maybe relationship-based romance, mm. family love, um, but we're going to kind of get into love as an energy and sort of what surrounds it. Mm. And the idea that love permeates so much of life, whether between two people a whole family a group of people yeah (laughs) or just alone in your home but it permeates so much of life while also kind of flowing alongside other sensations that end up being grouped up grouped into it right yeah 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 yeah. um yeah (laughs) I think it's what love I've been thinking about it it's love is is um it shapes everything we do mm-hmm. whether it's there or not mm-hmm. and so it's like it is it creates structure it Ooh. shades things okay, that's a good point it sh- it fills things it shapes things because when it's not there you are you're without love and you're seeking it yeah or you're angry or mm. you're fearful or you're pushing it away actively mm-hmm. um and then that shapes you in a way but that's still love i think love is the undercurrent of everything in the world. Yes, absolutely. And it's whether it's there or it's not mm. in every single action, word, feeling, um, I think can be distilled to love's presence or absence. Absolutely. And then the variables in between. To be alive is to step in and out of love, the yeah. love vibration. And I don't think, that's also, I think, an illusion, too, is, like, that love can fully be absent, mm-hmm. you know, because I think it's easy to believe that we are creatures who aren't created from this, mm-hmm. from this spirit of love, mm-hmm. but I think we are. I think the reason why it's absence is so tangible mm-hmm. is because that's the root of who we are mm-hmm. and also you know? all of the I also like to think of love so I'll say for me love as we're saying is like to me is a, it's a high vibrational energy mm-hmm. right and I always like to think when I describe energy I always like to think of it like we're radio towers you and I are radio towers mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're picking up on things what we eat might jolt things around you know our DNA and our cells have information and so something like love as an energy, like you're saying, it's not something that you have or you don't. It's mm-hmm. kind of a fluctuating presence. Mm-hmm. So when I think about love, I think it's a feeling that, you know, when the right ingredients are there, it can be magnified really big. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be sort of subtly there, just on a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also different in custom in our radio towers that, mm-hmm. you know, 
maybe what will bring me a deep sense of love won't bring you a deep sense of love right. in the same way because our symbols are different or what makes us feel most connected is different. Um, but in terms of, yes, of love as a passing energy, um, that's really the truth of it. But you were saying, when you said the word tangible, this is the connection I wanted to make, which is that there's so many tangible symbols of love, mainstream mm -hmm. symbols of love. Mm -hmm. So when I find people talking about love, it kind of gets sort of packed into these very specific, tangible, common, symbolic phenomenon. Yeah. Phenomena. <laughs> like the commodified version of love. Yes. Like yeah. you think of love and you think of Valentine's Day or a couple or yeah. your last boyfriend. Right. And these are the tangible, you know, because energy is essentially the... Energy is matter. Mm-hmm. Um, matter cannot be created nor destroyed. Yes. Or energy... Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then energy is... Like, the definition of energy is literally, like, matter is energy so packed together that it turns into form, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of... <laughs> Stay with me. <laughs> I feel like a lot of things that end up in tangible form actually are not tangible things. Mm -hmm. So for example, love is not tangible, it cannot be defined, it exists yeah. in so many different realms, can be triggered in so many different ways, and yet the sort of mainstream or most common ways that we tangibilize it, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and then show it to everyone become our symbols for it yeah. when it's actually way more totally. present in life you know yeah like the person who says oh I don't have love in my life because they're not in a relationship right 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 <laughs> but you know that day they're at breakfast and get filled with this feeling of inspiration and belonging yeah and can't even grasp the fact that that's love like the vibration of love is in the room yeah you know? yeah yeah I think the word love is bigger than we have made it out to be mm -hmm. the presence of love is bigger than the word yes the word i was thinking about is interesting because the word love is like how love is like the l and the o flow into mm. the v and then the v holds it like a cup and then the e wow. is like this invisible presence that actually is what love is which is invisible and like energy you energy. know yeah no you're right love but love is like starts at the tongue yeah <laughs> and it it takes the whole mouth to say it mm -hmm. love love so we define what <laughs> love is an energy yeah i think this idea became most potent for me when i was processing my last most intense breakup mm -hmm. and i think a lot of the of my emotional research involves being like when have i felt this feeling before when do i feel it all these things and then also being very skeptical and kind of obsessed with the single versus in a relationship narrative mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and being like, you know, obviously they both have their good and bad, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, I almost think they're equal mm -hmm. in theory and practice. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember being so obsessed with it and being like, I became obsessed with questioning when I feel love, you know, and I was like, let's compare the feeling I had when you know, my ex-boyfriend admitted that he loved me mm -hmm. to the feeling I have when I've accomplished a dream or a goal or yeah. the feeling I have when, 
you and I have a really great day together, a really mm-hmm. helpful talk. And mm-hmm. I think, wow, you know, I couldn't have had that if I didn't have this relationship with James, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I was comparing it and I was like, it's the same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the same stuff, different face. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, definitely. I think, yeah, I think we are kind of programmed to look for love in a very specific way, which is a partnership. Mm-hmm. And I think... Part of that is because the partnerships sell things, oh, you know, 100%. but it's also a primal thing of, you know, I hope, hope y'all couple up because love is so marketed. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely marketed. There's a lot of our economy is based around love. And mm-hmm. I also, I hadn't come into contact with the love languages before. Mm-hmm. Like it took me probably about a year and a half ago is when I first learned about Do you them. know yours? I do. I think it's just the. What are they? The I don't. This, so these are the five. This ones. is my thing. Okay, go, 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 go. The five love languages are acts of service. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, I'll do your laundry for you, babe. Mm-hmm. Um, gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, time spent. Mm-hmm. Um, physical affection. Mm-hmm. And words of affirmation. So like, I love you. You're so pretty. So I okay. So this is my thing. Is I don't necessarily believe in that structure so much like why do we all have to pick fucking one you know like because I I didn't know about them and I think um I'm definitely acts of service totally like I see that's the biggest the most obvious thing if you know me but I also am I love giving words of affirmation Mm -hmm. I love giving gifts when I can Mm -hmm. But I think this, I also just feel like, I don't know where the origin of the love languages mm-hmm. came from, but it also just feels like another part of this game of like breaking down. <laughs> and breaking things down. Breaking things down where it's like, it actually can be very fluid. Mm-hmm. And I love spending time with someone if I, it if can. I like, you know, I'm just like, let's just sit There's in the car. There's factors there. You know, it's just. <laughs> like you have to be good to spend time with me. Um, <laughs> I found it extremely, like, for me, it was actually groundbreaking, Mm -hmm. the love languages. Mm -hmm. And because it came to me, once again, after a breakup, where I was with someone that I... Because mine are, like, physical affection, Mm -hmm. pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's it. Um, Physical affection, and on the thing, it's, like, physical affection and acts of service. But I'm also very, like, a a word affirmer because I love words, Mm -hmm. right? Um, but time spent mm-hmm. is so low on there for me mm-hmm. that I would forget it all the time. Like mm-hmm. people would be like, "Oh, what are the five? And I'd be like, "What's that last one?" Yeah, <laughs> because I yeah. just, I like, I don't, you know. But I had a an ex who was one hundred percent time spent. Just yeah. like wanted me everywhere, even in situations where I just felt my presence was so irrelevant. Like mm-hmm. I was like, "Why do I have to be here?" Mm-hmm. Um, and. I was always like, and he always thought I didn't love him. Yeah. Like, you don't love me, you know, you don't care about me. And I was like, I'm obsessed with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't stop touching you. Like, I need to, you know, kiss you at least every other day. You know, mm-hmm. like, I was like, I need your body. <laughs> um, and I was like, isn't and that so And you guys so came together when you were spending time having physical touch. Totally. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. I was like, that's how it formed, yeah. you know? And we were both very affectionate people from the get-go, mm-hmm. you know? So... He would say that. I'd be like, how do I, you know, but then when I learned about the love languages, for me, it was a way to be like, oh, like, mm-hmm. if I'm not spending time with this guy who thinks that's the number one, you know, thing mm-hmm. to do, he's not going to even see it. Yeah. 
And then Sam over here, you know, in my other language, like, signing. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't you fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it was helpful in that sense, not so much in defining myself, but defining the space between expectation mm-hmm. and understanding, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I guess I get I get the validity of it. It's just, it's that's a thing where I have, like, why do we have to break it down? But I yeah. guess psychologically, sometimes it does help to break things down. Yeah. To answer Because I'm thinking, because I usually get very angry at systems, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had my whole, like, anti-astrology mm-hmm. <laughs> moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious as to why that I like that system. Mm-hmm. Well, know? I think it also helped you in a moment of crisis where it's like, yeah. I don't have connection to that necessarily mm-hmm. because... But I do understand that, too, because when you told me about the... Um, love languages thing Mm -hmm. it didn't help me in my relationships but it helped me understand my one of my exes who was very much the gifts one Mm -hmm. what is that official one called um just gifts oh yes (laughs) the official name please (laughs) um because that wasn't just like it was obviously something that I discovered in our relationship already mm-hmm. but it helped me see him in a broader sense where I mm-hmm. realized like he his whole life was that way because of his upbringing and always upbringing. it helped me gain more empathy for him mm-hmm. it's also like I don't know if he's understanding if that's the lens that he's living in so then mm-hmm. I understood why he was not being able to connect with other people because he didn't realize that Gift giving isn't the easiest one to have because you have to have mm-hmm. means. Definitely have to, you have know. Means, and it's yes. like, if so, then if you, that isn't reciprocated mm-hmm. in the way, like in another gift, mm-hmm. you'll feel rejected. And it's just, I think it's the hardest one. It's definitely the hardest one because also you're riding on the fact that what you're giving them represents what you're feeling, mm-hmm. which is much harder to do than using your words mm-hmm. or like you know I feel like it's it's almost like a medium between two people mm-hmm. <laughs> you know as opposed to being able to like verbalize and like be really say what you say mm-hmm. it's like here's a gift and like you might not perceive it correctly for sure yeah it's like it's... here's my <laughs> I'm making tangible my intangible feelings this is tangible thing mm-hmm. like like translate in the same way <laughs> did we just have a breakthrough about your ex <laughs> <laughs> it's tripping me out James it's had tricky. a very, very giving, very giving, ex, very, very giving. emotionally immature. Not emotionally immature, but just couldn't use his words, which makes sense why he loved gifts. Yeah, it was, it was that he was just was very much on the forefront, a uh, gift giver, totally in every way. Really great gifts, though. I mean, beautiful gifts. Still use some of them. Never Thank you. That like <laughs> linen dress that you one time you came home. We were living together, and you had this like beautiful orange like wrap dress. And it was like, whoa. God, I can't remember it. <laughs> gift from the guy. That's interesting. See, she's not, James is not a gift. I'm not, a, I love, gift this is my thing is I absolutely love giving gifts, but yeah. it ties into my acts of service thing. Yeah, and your gifts are very, you know, you're not like, you know, getting a beautiful like linen dress. You're like, yeah. it's usually a combination of like your spirit and like, like your, you know, your gifts are, they go deeper. Yeah. yeah. And they also are so projects. Uh, James, you know, this is perfect. James it's brought a me a humidifier today. <laughs> I know, yeah. Don't worry, James doesn't give a handmade children art macaroni. People hate that. Nobody wants crafts from their, no, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you want crafts. I actually had this conversation recently with a friend who, like, 
her and her boyfriend for a long time would just make each other stuff and it just got out of hand like mm. her house was just full of just like them and like a frame that they like mm. etched in wood and the whole house being this weird like yeah there has shrine to, be a to their love with anything like that yeah <laughs> and it's like you want i like when people give you a gift that's for you i love mm-hmm. giving people gifts that's for them and isn't about me like isn't like oh you're gonna remember us when you see this that i yeah. sketched and like etched into wood and I'm not that good of an etcher but now you have to deal with it because I love you you know it's crazy but yeah James brought me a humidifier today because (laughs) when I came back from Hawaii I realized that my sinuses were in perfect condition over there yeah I didn't blow my nose once (laughs) and then in LA I wake up and I'm like do you have a cold (laughs) but I'm fine my specialty and I think I think this is fun is like you just wait for a really long time uh-huh. and then someone mentions something they want and yeah. then you can zero in and like game. remember it mm-hmm. and it's just a long game yeah i love long games long games are really great yeah because yeah, it's like strategic yeah <laughs> um but yeah so the love languages yeah it just feels like i guess we've now decided that it's important but it's mm-hmm. not does the transactional nature bother you? Kind of. Like it just, kind of maintains this idea that, yeah. It just, I think it dilutes something that maybe shouldn't be diluted. But again, there's so much, we just had a whole valid conversation mm-hmm. about it. But I, think, I know, but now I feel flipped to the other side. Because <laughs> you first said that and I was like, no, 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 it really helped me. But then yeah. now I see, I'm starting to see the essence of it that it does support the marketing partnership love true very much yeah yeah i think it feels to me kind of and i know that it isn't because it's based in psychology but it feels similar to astrology where it's mm-hmm. like i don't want to meet someone and say hey nice to meet you what's your sign mm-hmm. i would like to oh, learn about that. them grow don't ever into do that to me <laughs> nobody <laughs> i will lose yeah we've met people interest. like that and it's yeah. hard but it's like I will, if I grow to know you and then I find out, mm-hmm. hey, you're a Taurus, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. Like, I can see the connections. But I don't think it's the same thing. I don't want to have the lens put on before mm-hmm. I can learn and feel it out first. You know what I just realized? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is big because we're going to go into this. Is that it shouldn't be called the five languages of love. Mm -hmm. It should be called the five languages of partnership. Mm. Because that's the difference there. Yeah. And I think that's what we were sort of... That's what kind of sparked this Mm -hmm. (laughs) episode we really wanted to do. Was because those are transactional intellectual things. Mm -hmm. Those are things that you do when you actively want to maintain harmony with somebody. Right. But it does not encompass the language of love like what yeah. love is like the energy of love the like amazing so yeah it's such it a does... love love is an eternal yes force mm-hmm. and then you break down and like how am i gonna yeah yeah because partnership yeah. is a task yeah it's a it can be broken down partnership can be yeah. broken down into jobs and roles and you know I think that whole thing mm-hmm. should be changed for to the sure. five languages of partnership. For sure. Yeah. Because and partnership doesn't have to be romantic partnership. It can be familial. Friendship. It can, yeah, it can even yeah. be in the office. Like, it's very totally. helpful to know that your coworker really needs words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And I think really good people who are good leaders or good <laughs> managers can recognize mm-hmm. the like that. Uh, strategy <laughs> that people use, you know. Yeah, to understand. Five yeah, languages of partnership. 
And yeah. psychology itself is something that I think love transcends. For sure. Like, psychology sure. is very... It comes so close to being physical mm-hmm. and tangible because it can be analyzed mm-hmm. that it's not, you know... But that's the issue, is that love... The word love is being used for many things that should just say partnership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Great. I've always wanted to talk shit on the love languages. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that was inside you. Yeah, it's been brewing. I'm glad it happened. You really flipped me over mm. to some truths there. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get into kind of the love versus partnership conversation? Yeah. Which I'm kind of obsessed with because I, it's probably a realization that formed within the past three days for mm-hmm. me. Um, but I'm going to bring up my post because I also want to discuss... Because there was an Instagram post that I made posing a question, which I will read. And then there was a few, there was 88 comments (laughs) of people sharing their opinion. Um, A couple of which I like pinned and was like, this is it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I want to hear how you feel about those. But um, the question itself is, is it love that is built over time or is it partnership? Can love be felt for a night, a week, a few months without building partnership? Can partnership be built without the energy of love coursing through it? Are love and partnership separate forces that operate differently? Love being an energy, partnership being an intellectual effort, but when combined and balanced can create lasting bliss between individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was formed by essentially a few things, mm-hmm. <laughs> but more so it was my time in Hawaii with LDL, mm-hmm. Long Distance Lover, who I felt so strongly for and deeply in love with. Mm-hmm. And him and I even talked about it, which was great. You know, it was a, someone who's sensitive enough to have those conversations without too much fear. Yeah. But still a little, you know. Um, <laughs> and I was sort of faced with this fact, this very deep fact that we were in love mm-hmm. and that we were, you know, vibrating in harmony for 24-7. Yeah. But the real question wasn't, are we in love or not, or can we trust this or not? The question was, well, now that we know that we're capable of this, do we commit to a partnership? Do we Is commit it sustainable? To... Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it made me really think about all my <laughs> relationships mm-hmm. and this idea that love can be felt in a moment. I believe in love at first sight, I do, Mm -hmm. because love is an energy. You can Mm -hmm. weirdly recognize someone's heart energetically and feel that burst of love. But then what comes next is, oh, but are we two people that want to be on a team together? Right. And are we two people that want to commit to the necessary, you know, both energetic and physical management required for us to stay in harmony and keep this up? Yeah. And it hit me like a fucking, I mean, (laughs) it really hit me. Yeah, yeah, Like, it hit me so hard that it it has changed all my, it was just a breakthrough about my past. Yeah, yeah. How I'm going to witness the future, how I'm going to date. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I think these common phrases, like something that actually I was saying with, you know, Hawaii boys, something that people say is like, um, oh, you know, love is built over time or we have to... Uh, we don't know that we love each other until like this many months in. Right, right, right. Um, but I was like, I think, you know, love is felt pretty soon. Mm-hmm. But what is built over time is the trust mm-hmm. and the commitment to a partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's driving me crazy. Yeah. 
So what's your experience with that? Oh, man. I'd also like to preface James is in a really great relationship right now. Yeah, very much um, so. Very partnership, strong, strong partnership. Yeah. I think you guys are definitely a great team in many mm-hmm. ways, mm-hmm. you know. They live together. You have to be a great team to live together. Yeah, we'll live together um, happily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I've been really impressed watching it. Mm-hmm. And so that also informed this idea where I was like, well, I'm watching James in a very solid partnership mm-hmm. that's also full of love. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. Um, no, it's interesting. Um, and I feel a lot of things about that because I think you can really love someone or love their energy even if you don't know everything about them Mm -hmm. but then it comes to the point of like do you when you're confronted with the realities of like their personality or their past Mm -hmm. is it then that you accept it Mm -hmm. you know you work with it and you work with them and it still it doesn't change things it's like okay this is who you are and no one is perfect and Mm -hmm. we're gonna move forward and I think that that's a big part of like maintaining a partnership Mm-hmm. And I think it also just depends on person to person. Like, the person that I'm with right now, whenever something has come up, I've always just been like, I almost, like, love them more because I understand the things that they get hung up on, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. And I think that that's just, like, lucky that, that, that we're <laughs> similar in many ways. Yeah. Um, but it is, like, it's all about being a team. And, like, I've had a lot of moments with my current boyfriend where I'm like you know I love that we can just do this together and I love that we're working together and um and it is really just like feeling like you're you have like a teammate Mm -hmm. um but I'm also just like a I'm a commitment person Mm -hmm. and I was thinking about this um long game game. game, (laughs) I've always been I've had very little interest in just dating to date Mm -hmm. um I'll go on dates with people but it's not I don't, I'm very, like, decisive with people. It's like, Mm. I'll go on a date. Someone's on two dates. Two dates is pushing it. But I'm very, like, I can see it or, like, we're moving on. Mm -hmm. And Because you're so energy sensitive. I'm very, very, very energy sensitive. So you lead with energy. The intellect comes later. Yeah. And I think, but when I'm with, when I go on the third or fourth date, then it's like I'm committed to this person. And what's interesting is, for me, I always let someone else open up to me first Mm. and I want someone to share a lot until Mm. I feel comfortable sharing back Mm. but I'm very committed to receiving that person Mm -hmm. um and then and but it's like if that person is willing to open up and share and then the joy is like when I can share back and everything's okay and Mm -hmm. to be honest it hasn't really happened fully until my current boyfriend Mm And, like, that's what's so cool and beautiful. But it's, like, yeah, it is definitely, like, a constant thing of, like, we're sharing, we're engaging, and we're Mm -hmm. accepting, and we're, like, doing that consciously, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was thinking about another infinity symbol. Mm -hmm. It's, like, the love and partnership infinity symbol. Mm -hmm. Um, And for those who are new to this thing that we're always getting into Mm -hmm. is that we kind of live by this idea that a lot of life can be explained in the infinity symbol um, Mm -hmm. shape. And so in the sense that, like, love feeds into partnership, partnership feeds into love. 
Um, and also the idea that the ego kind of makes Venn diagrams, whereas mm-hmm. the spirit, energy, and the truth makes infinity symbols. Yeah. Um, but especially hearing your side of this and saying that, you know, you wait for them to open up and them to sort of welcome you to this kind of uh, realm of sharing um, and thinking about how partnership is, is the base of partnership is trust, right? Mm-hmm. So you being able to trust somebody with who you are um, in the way that you do. And the idea that in order to feel love, you have to kind of be in a state of de-stress, mm-hmm. low stress, low fear. Mm-hmm. And that these feelings of low stress and low fear and belonging and all these things that contribute to being able to even feel the feeling of love come from the efforts that we put into partnership, which yeah. means letting someone trust us, showing yeah. that we can trust them. And even when you said, um, oh, thinking about things in their past and yeah. still being down, yeah. it's like that's the intellectual process of being like, oh, this is a part of you that might surprise me, but I see where it fits in, doesn't change my opinion of you, doesn't change my trust of you, Yeah. thus I still feel safe. Yeah, exactly. And now that I'm still safe, I can feel love. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, would you say that you believe in or have experienced love at first sight? I, I definitely believe it can happen for people, mm-hmm. depending on who you are. Um... I think for me, like the closest I've come to that is the person I'm with right now. I had this realization that I'll never forget. I was like getting my granola out in the morning <laughs> in my like old house and he wasn't even around. And I was like, if I had to marry this person tomorrow or never see them again, mm-hmm. I would marry them. And this was early on. This was um, like a month in. Wow. Because I was like, I feel so much on like a very subconscious level. Mm-hmm. I like everything about them. Mm-hmm. And I I like the way they react to everything. But it was like this thing that's never happened to me before. And I don't know if that's what it is. But I think that your version of love at first sight translates to that for me. Where it's mm-hmm. like... Because I also process things very slowly. Mm-hmm in general so I think that that was like (laughs) my delayed reaction of that yeah because that's still pretty early and then and then that feeling has definitely just maintained I would say Mm -hmm. yeah I feel that it's also such a rare to feel love that early Mm -hmm. is a very rare phenomenon yeah so rare um and I feel like what I've learned with especially my last boyfriend which was like deep love at first sight I mean that Mm -hmm. was a crazy experience Mm -hmm. and it was so torturous because I was still I hadn't had that separation yet of like love versus partnership Mm -hmm. and when I look back now with this realization I feel so healed because I'm like yeah we were so good Mm -hmm. at harmonizing in love and also if we want to talk about love languages ours were very similar Mm -hmm. um except for (laughs) time spent, which came later. Um, But in terms of, like, the initial stuff, Mm -hmm. before partnership comes into question, when you're just, like, there in the moment, just experiencing someone, it was so potent, so strong. And when I experienced that, I was like, this is so rare. This is a soulmate. This Mm -hmm. is what you hold on to. Yeah. And, you know, then, as with the whole balance of life, it's like you have this strong energy, but then there's the... I don't like the word reality but maybe the physical tangible material world yeah, yeah. <laughs> the intellectual world you yeah. know um that says no this doesn't yeah the doesn't work. world this doesn't work to build a life and <laughs> yeah. survive together like we weren't we were terrible at surviving together mm-hmm. you know yeah. like um like the human compatibility aspects mm-hmm. yeah but we had these very key ways that we could potently unlock the world of love, yeah, you know, the yeah. vibration of love and magic happened, right? Mm-hmm. 
But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> partnership is a it's a hell of a drug. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Love is a drug. Partnership is the mediation of yeah. the drug. I will say something that's interesting about both of us, which mm. is rare for our generation, is uh, both of our parents are still together. Very true. And that's interesting because we've seen our parents go through various things mm-hmm. and maintain a relationship, a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know both of our parents are in good places for 20-plus years of marriage. Yeah. I, I think my parents have been together for 26 years. Like, yeah, my parents still fall asleep on the couch together. Yeah. My dad still spanks my mom <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> yeah, and I think, and that's, that's interesting too because <laughs> my parents have shown me how to like overcome immense, immense struggle together mm-hmm. and also how to grow together spiritually. Mm. And that's something that I think maybe is informs how I approach love and approach mm-hmm. partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, same. You know. Yeah, I had someone who I did feel like I was in the vibration of love with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was... And they was, but then there was just these key things that I was like, but the partnership's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's just not because of really specific things. And one of them was the spiritual aspect. Mm-hmm. It was someone who was raised just very, like... American South, you know, mm-hmm. um, I always say like Puritan influence just yeah. totally couldn't even, you know, grasp the fact why my dad would send me a chant mm-hmm. <laughs> to clear my house, you know, yeah. just unreal. Um, and not just that, but just, you know, didn't even want to get into energy or the idea that there were invisible things that we were feeling and I just couldn't do it. I was yeah. like, this is, you know, yeah, spiritual definitely. growth is so important. It's very important, and it's also important, I think, uh, to be able to experience your own personal spiritual growth mm-hmm. while being with a partner. Like, mm-hmm. I think that my attitude now is like, just accept me, <laughs> you know, like accept yeah. these things that I'm doing, and like I think eventually, if you choose to like explore things yourself or mm-hmm. whatever you are exploring is beautiful too Mm -hmm. but I like this idea of feeling like an alien because of my beliefs or you know spiritual Mm -hmm. experiences is not something that I ever want to feel again oh same yeah it's so hard because yeah it's just it's kind of it's like almost somebody sort of bargaining with something that cannot be bargainable it's not bargainable you know like You have this very distinct life and experience, and somebody's challenging, and you're like, I can't even. Well, it's also fight it's so this. personal. It's, it's so, so personal. personal. Um, so, should we get into reading? I would like to read, especially this one comment, which I pinned on the post, which is just the sharing of a quote by, is it Rilke? Rilke? Rainer Maria. <laughs> Maria Rilke. I think that one. <laughs> <laughs> the last one. The last. Um, the writer of. Uh, Letters to a Young Poet, which is a book that I've been so short, so thin, but mm-hmm. I read it so slowly because mm-hmm. it's like every page is just like really intense. Um, but yeah, I took it to 
Hawaii with me, and mm. it was in my bag when I fell into a stream, and oh it got God. soaking wet. Did I tell you about that? No. Oh, my God. I have a huge bruise on oh, my Oh, you butt. told me about that. You it was unbelievable. The, the bag was involved. Well, the bag, it was the Ors- Orson Iris bag, which oh. actually was great because that bag is thick canvas, so mm-hmm. it doesn't get soaked. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time to mm-hmm. soak. Um, which was actually really annoying when I was trying to wash it, but when I <laughs> fell into a stream, it was perfect because none of my stuff got wet yeah. immediately, but it happened like slowly since like I left the book in there because I was like, nothing's wet and then it slowly like soaked in. <laughs> so now it's all wet, but it's cool. It's been through a lot. Um, but this is a quote by that same person. I'm not sure if it's in the book. I guess I'll come across it if it is, mm-hmm. but here's the quote, which was shared by Andrew Evan on Instagram. A togetherness between two people is an impossibility. And where it seems, nevertheless, to exist, it is a narrowing, a reciprocal agreement which robs either one party or both of his fullest freedom and development. But once the realization is accepted that even between the closest human beings, infinite distances continue to exist, a wonderful living side by side can grow up. If they succeed in loving the distance between them, which makes it possible for each to see the other whole and against a wide sky. Damn, <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah, the quote really talks about how no matter what, there's always going to be a distance. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing. I just love the phrase, infinite distances continue to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it, essentially partnership is a living side by side. And I think that is just so very true because it's wild to think that no matter how well you know somebody, they're always going to be in their own head. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not even at a level of like, like someone can tell you everything. They can Mm -hmm. give you a timeline of their entire history, Mm -hmm. everything they've ever done, everything they've ever said. And I think you still wouldn't, that distance will still always be there. Yeah, definitely. Like I think I'm pretty good at figuring out people's patterns Mm -hmm. and then how people react and what people are thinking in a lot of ways but in the same way the human mind is always just going to take a turn you know Mm -hmm. and that does doesn't mean that I can predict that Mm -hmm. and the sort of these you know like we keep saying this sort of like intellectual existence Mm -hmm. like what is analyzed what is said what Mm -hmm. is thought what can be explained Versus kind of the way that one perceives stimulation and the way that someone experiences time just cannot be described. But I firmly believe is different Mm -hmm. from person to person. Mm -hmm. For sure, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Yeah. So it's like knowing that gives way to so much more maybe non-judgment right or lack of seriousness yeah or lack of expectation where it's mm-hmm. like oh i thought you were gonna think this i i thought <laughs> yeah. we would be on the same page i thought a plus b plus c equals this yeah right proves but it's to like, be never true <laughs> no and we all have our own schemas that have developed through the course of our lives mm-hmm. right and even like you said if we know everything that has ever happened we can't fully be in that person's shoes and understand their emotional mm-hmm. reactions to those events so and communication does build bridges mm-hmm. small bridges that are so necessary so important but you know there's always going to be big spaces in between those bridges yeah you know? and yeah also maybe someone can build a bridge but you don't know how to cross it like you totally. know there's so many things but it is really beautiful and i think it just comes down to when you know all these things when you become fully aware of these things 
you can be better at love in the sense that it won't bring you so much turmoil and expectation and pain because you're not living out of a formula or system mm-hmm. and to live out of a formula or system as you said even <laughs> earlier with stepping in and out of kind of love not love do I have it do I not have it it's like when you're tied to a formula or system then you're also deeply um determined by it or sure. not having it you know yeah which yeah. is an illusion you know yeah. binary is always going to be an illusion you know mm-hmm. life is a big spectrum and so much peace comes from that yeah knowing, you know I don't understand this part of my partner but it's possible that even we feel the exact same way but the intellectual analysis analysis of it sure yeah is faulty you know yeah a lot of listening yeah <laughs> another comment let's see another one that I pinned which I felt we kind of covered but I just love the way they said it love is infinitely accessible this is Sarah A. Branton on Instagram she said, love is infinitely accessible at all times. Partnership is an arrangement slash commitment between people that has its own languages, symbols, definitions, and agreements. When love and partnership meet in a conscious form, navigating all aspects of existence is a remarkable thing to experience. Mm, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that ending because it's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you can find and find love and then achieve a partnership that's Mm -hmm. functional it's really it can actually be really fun even in times of struggle because it's kind of like oh how are we going to figure this one out you know like and then hopefully you'll be able to be rewarded by this thing that you've built where it's like I'm in a spot where I need help and then they're going to come through and Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh my gosh like we've built this partnership and Mm -hmm you're coming through or the opposite is true where it's like Mm. I get to assist this person and lift them up and and it's a it's like rewarding I feel like at every Mm. turn if you view it in like a in that way rather than quest like like. yeah (laughs) honestly looking at things in a quest like way Mm -hmm. to me is like could be the key to it all Mm -hmm. because I feel like the biggest issues that people run into with love is kind of being well um, I almost disagree with the word quest because that's mm. like a Destination. That's, that's the destination. Yeah. I guess maybe a because when I think of it, I think I'm always on the quest. It doesn't end. Mm-hmm. But it's like the joy of the quest. Or like yeah. The joy of like acquiring the item and getting the potion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think in very neo petsy. But I don't think you don't think your the video game will end. Yeah, I yeah. see it like a map and like every activity is like cute. Mm-hmm. I think of it in a Neopets way where it's like there was no end to Neopets. Yeah, Neopets <laughs> it was never like, ended. It was just a way of stepping into different quests. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is I feel like love, I feel like the turmoil of love can really be summed up in the fact that something like love, which is undefinable mm-hmm. and huge and important and also marketed in this way that it's this big, you know, achievement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um is that that gets mixed into the partnership thing, where the partnership right. thing is the intellectual part. And so you can have people being like, you know, we're not, you know, maybe love isn't here because we're intellectualizing this too much. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, this is the partnership part, you know, mm-hmm. and love is something that can only be really felt, and it's very strange. Yeah. But when it does come together, remarkable, remarkable quest. Um, so we talk about any more quotes no those are the two that I pinned that were my favorite <laughs> can we do a fun exercise where you just scroll without looking at the picture and then pick one yeah. random one that's like not yeah. pinned okay that's a good idea 
This one says, <laughs> it's funny, there's two, I want to read both, yeah, read both. they're both, what it says, I love the first slide and then swipe for more and I was like, no, please, there has to be more, don't leave me hanging. <laughs> I was like, that is what love is, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but this one was next to it, which is like a response to the prompt mm -hmm. love is a constant force that threads through us all but when we consciously decide to transform that energy into a bond slash partnership it becomes a new thing entirely mm. yeah love is a thread yeah but love is you know like energy like i love for me everything's always so visual in my head but it's like oh, let's love. get the quote on that thread person thread yeah. the what what quote? quote yeah where's the username uh, yeah oh yeah uh via tali girl be a colleague. I just I enjoy the it's shadow like the nature. Threads is nice. Yeah, the word threads. Yeah. Is nice. But even yeah, the word threads is very good too because it's like yeah, it's the little thing that you don't really think about when you're wearing the garment. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it holds the whole thing together. Yeah. One rips and then it's all over. Yeah. Um, yeah. But love is definitely like yeah, like you said, it's like in the undercurrent, swimming around. Mm -hmm. You know. But I really do think love is everything, and then it's everything, like yeah, it's just it shapes everything. I, I don't think it, I don't know, I just do think it's everything. Like, I remember this boy I had a huge crush on when I was, like, 20. was, like, an anarchist. And, like, loved Fitzgerald. And I, like, I love Fitzgerald. No mm -hmm. shade on that. But it was, like, this, like, insane existence that he lived. And he was, like, after I'd fully fallen for him, he was, like, I don't believe that, like, humans are happy at the root I don't think they're happy at the root I don't think so like you're meant to be sad and life is destitute and I was like oh my god like I thought I, I still love you like I was like so like <laughs> you're like you know puppy love yeah but it really shook me because I put him on such a pedestal and I had to like really think about that for years and I think that that's the easy thing to think Oh, it's easy to be like everything sad. So easy. Your mom said that once, and oh, I'll really? never forget it. She was hating on Bukowski. Mm -hmm. She was like, Bukowski just says everything is shit. He just says everything is dog shit. That's all he says. And she's like, that's too easy. Anyone yeah. could do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's right. I mean, I think so. I'll never forget that. We were in the car. <laughs> it was like, I was like in the like very back seat, covered in bags <laughs> and pillows. <laughs> so funny. Totally, yeah. <laughs> but that's true, and I yeah. feel it too. Is like you grow up thinking like, there's so much like the darkness is so interesting. That's mm -hmm. like it's actually extremely easy because, you know, low vibrational living is yeah extremely easy to yeah. access. You can wear sunglasses all day, but looking someone in the eyes for three minutes is like <laughs> fucking impossible. Yeah, kind of spooky. Yeah, fear is so easy. I'm constantly managing stress and fear because mm -hmm. it's like that's what my body immediately does. Yeah, it's trying to protect me. Really? Yeah, like it's our mortal constructs are based off of this fight or flight thing, and we're always in sur like we're not always in survival mode, but the base thing is survival mode, right? Which acts off fear, anxiety. Mm, so it seems separation. like yeah. So it seems who's like who's my enemy? Right. Who's gonna hurt me next? Yeah. Who's gonna take my food? Who's gonna poison me in my sleep? <laughs> is that a dinosaur? <laughs> I always think about how there was like a crossover with like, not dinosaurs, but lizards. Mm. And like, lizards are basically dinosaurs. I know, they're so cute. <laughs> I love lizards. 
They probably have so much, like, intense DNA. They're probably, like... Mm-hmm. They're probably reeling 24-7. <laughs> like, how are we not on top? <laughs> yeah, they're just, like, yeah, they're just, like, on a rock looking around and be like, what is this? <laughs> uh, is that a bug? <laughs> Should we... Okay, so you were just talking about that dude. Yeah, oh my god. And he was probably your biggest unrequited love turmoil that you had. No, absolutely not. I had two. He oh, was, you were talking about... Okay. I was talking about yeah. uh, store manager. So store my manager. whole thing, you guys, is I fell in love with my store manager right outside of high school. American Apparel. American Apparel. Oh, American Apparel culture. And I, like, truly fell for him, but in such a, like, in unsustainable way. And he was, like, <laughs> just crazy, honestly. Kind of a crazy guy. And... <laughs> And, um, very tortured. Very tortured. He ended up, Ugh. we went on a couple dates, and then he ended up dating another girl at the same time as me at the store, which I found at out the store. after oh, we God. ran, after they ran away together. Also, American Apparel was, like, full of, like, hot people. Very hot people. Like, it was, like, a store where, like, you're hot and stylish, and, like, you also model. And I was, like, ridiculed <laughs> for not being stylish enough. Really? From I, who? From the, the general manager. Really? Said to me one time, he was like, you know, it's nice to see that your style has evolved over the course of you working here. And I was like, dude, we can only wear American Apparel clothes, so that just means <laughs> I've spent more money on the store. Yeah. Um, like, this is some inbreeding. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's inbreeding. Um, but he... He's trying to scam you on, a, on an internal level. That was a scam. That was a scam. I feel like a lot of their money was generated from employees but anyway um no so that was an interesting experience (laughs) because it felt very requited at first and then it was like oh just kidding like i'm double timing you Mm. but the other person from american apparel was like a another long game that ended up being unrequited love which i just fueled for like literally four years (laughs) and i do think unrequited love also in that era was kind of like fetishized or so fetishized and so i kind of fell I into that, that. Word. i don't want to say fetishized it was glorified it was, that's the word i'm looking into for. a poetic experience it was glorified yeah into like a honorable character building experience yeah which i guess it is i mean i built character mm-hmm. but i also don't think i built the character that i wanted mm-hmm. it was i felt built like a smaller less desired mm-hmm. desirable or worthy version of myself it's also something to experience that feeling of like this person doesn't love me and I just love them is a very youthful thing. Totally. And I'm yeah. thinking now that one of the best <laughs> things that happens obviously from growing older is you have all these life experiences and you look at all the times that that happened and you can see what an illusion you created mm-hmm. and man- like and managed and that you understand that the times when you self sabotage mm-hmm. are. Like, you can just be as comfort in your ter- comfortable in your turmoil as your goodness, right? And yeah. so those self-sabotaging moments of being like, oh, you know, if only, if only, if only for years and yeah. years. Yeah. Meanwhile, now I would just be like, oh, I mean, I can choose this. Right, right? Totally. It's a choice to glorify you when everyone in the whole world is a like eating, pooping, aging, free. Yeah. <laughs> I just think I mean? when you're younger, you just have weirdly more time so much and more, more space in your brain oh, so it's like you point. can fill it with just unrequited love. love and being like oh my god this is so stuffing sad. tons of stuffing yeah you need to fill your bus ride to work your hour bus ride to Absolutely. work you have to fill it with something and then yeah. you get older and you 
learn to manage your life better. <laughs> yeah, and then actually real stuff comes up. Yeah, and real stuff like, happens. Do it. But, um, yeah, I feel if anyone out there is listening and they have, <laughs> are, they're experiencing unrequited love, I would say I'm truly a veteran of it. Like You were a big veteran. I was there for every Gabby minute Gabby is of witness that. of it. <laughs> I'm not even over-exaggerating a four-year, like, mm-hmm. self-tortured thing. Mm-hmm. And um, do I have regrets about it? No. No one asked me, but... <laughs> Someone did, deep down in your heart. A tiny little me asked me. Um, But yeah, I think if you are feeling that right now, time to move on. Because there are always more people out there. And also I think when you are experiencing unrequited love, especially Mm. if it's extremely tortured, what you're actually looking for is yourself. Yeah, or here's the thing about unrequited love. When I think of unrequited love, or I think of any emotion, any emotion that you... Put yourself in for a long time you have to think of it as an energy level a frequency mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so putting yourself in this position of like this like self-defeat this longing as you're actively over and over again every day committing to i'm at the vibration i'm at this vibration i'm at mm-hmm. this vibration of life where my life is defined by the fact that i don't have this person and what that does which i've learned so this is another big lesson of the year it's been a big year yeah. <laughs> of realization it's been a big year of just these things and one of them was that, uh, and this is something that came to me naturally, but then got affirmed by actually uh, RuPaul. Mm. Someone sent me a talk, and I thought that RuPaul was just a really funny entertainer. Mm. Um, but there was a talk they did at a library in LA that someone sent me, and it was so spiritual. It was very, it was about meditation. But the main thing that RuPaul said was, you have to clear the shelves. Mm. It was like, do not underestimate the fact that you have to get rid of the old to bring in the new. And when I think of unrequited love, I think that it's this self-trip of putting yourself in this position for whatever reason. There's so many reasons. It Mm -hmm. could even be because you don't want a relationship and because Mm -hmm. you're afraid of a relationship. And by uh, pining after someone that doesn't want you, you'll never get in one because you're putting yourself on the the, the Ferris wheel over and over again. And when with unrequited love, it's like if it's not working, your goal shouldn't be what should I do and how can I arrange my life to win them over? Mm -hmm. Your goal should be, this isn't working. This is dead energy. Yeah. Dead energy is dead weight. And I need to just sweep this away. Yeah. And trust the fact that something bigger will emerge. Mm -hmm. And it always does. (laughs) And that's like such a fact of life. It's like, we think we get faced with these, um, kind of like ego bruising situations. I'm not loved back. I have so much to offer and they don't see it. Um, and it's just like, that's not your business, totally, you know, yeah. you know, you don't know what's going on with them, but it is your right. And you're absolutely like, it's absolutely necessary for you to be like, just arrange, clear the shelves, yeah. clear the shelves of the unrequited love and just leave it wide open. Yeah. Let go of that, which no longer yeah. serves you. And you'll be huge. amazed at the better thing you get. And yeah. that's when the reward comes is you have to trust in that reward. You have to trust in the hindsight and that amazing feeling you'll feel when you're with the better person, the better totally. situation, yeah. and you can't believe you were holding on to a crumb, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> I, yeah, again, totally. And that's applies with, that. with you. I mean, I watched yeah. you pine after this guy for years and glorify yeah. him as this experience, and like, you know, I don't want to diss anyone, but who you're with now, which occurred after you cleared the shelves of that man and the idea of him. Yeah. This is so much better. Yeah, also more so compatible much more for me. Like, but in every yeah, way. Yeah. Like, he's like 
the compare it's like it's like it's wild yeah you can also be in a relationship just to learn a lot of things and totally. i think when you get out of that relationship and you realize that like hey that was a learning experience mm-hmm. that's okay so not okay. being hard on yourself mm-hmm. like i didn't achieve compatibility i didn't mm-hmm. achieve partnership like it couldn't be sustained mm-hmm. that's okay and i i that took me a while too mm-hmm. um but yeah that's also like you do have to let go of expectation for something to be a whole big ass mm-hmm. thing it really comes down to the illusion of narrative mm-hmm. 100% i mean so much of society and media helps our ego stay in this illusion that life is point A, point B reward mm-hmm. when it never is. Yeah. So it's like unrequited love puts your ego in this place of like, oh, I'm in the game, I'm in the game if I could just win it. Mm-hmm. When that's just never the case, whether yeah. you're in a relationship or unrequited love, anything is yeah. that, you know, life is apparently, is it apparently essentially just like barreling forward on a road and bumping into things here and there. And yeah. Stopping yeah. maybe at a beautiful sight and then going and then getting stuck it just keeps going 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 yeah 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 yeah. you know when our ego wants us to think oh you know there's this you can weave a narrative later Mm -hmm. it's fun to do that but in the moment you can your ego will try to so hard yeah you know i think like regardless of any narrative it's like i think of the overarching one that you can always walk away with because and this one actually doesn't serve your ego that much Mm. is like that was a learning experience you Mm -hmm. know it's like that actually doesn't elevate you or push you down. It's like, mm-hmm. that's really just what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And we're never going to stop growing and expecting that we are going to achieve a certain mm-hmm. space where we won't have to is just silly and foolish. Mm-hmm. And that's really where the glory is. It's mm-hmm. like learning is glory. Like To me, I think the glory of life is just all the research, mm-hmm. right? It's like nothing is lost, whether this is a coping mechanism (laughs) or the truth of existence, Yeah, which I think it's both, um, is that the glory found in just getting more research on something Mm -hmm. is enough, whether that means being in a two-year relationship that ended tragically, us being able to sit here (laughs) and have this conversation and feel, you know, past those things right and just so informed on like how we work and why we did what we did is like so exciting mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> you know? like I had that tumultuous on and off five-year thing right yeah. it ended crazy and I regretted it for a good year when it hurt really bad but man yeah. I mean just another thread of life yeah I mean <laughs> I look back on that two-year relationship and I was like there were so many moments where maybe I should have walked away but I didn't and then I learned more mm-hmm. and that's not a testament to like staying in a bad relationship yeah I was never being like abused like it was nothing like there's levels to it there's yeah. levels for sure mm-hmm. but it's like there was just more that I had to learn and um but it's interesting now like having the hindsight and being like oh there were so many moments like even my friends were like yeah. maybe it's time maybe it's time mm-hmm. and I think Personally, we're, you know, you're the one that's in the driver's seat in that way, where it's like, your your path is your path to figure out what you need to figure out. Mm-hmm. Like the end of Endless Poetry by Jodorowsky, where he says, my path is my path. Yeah. And he was like, but I opened my heart to the woes of the world. Mm-hmm. Favorite movie, by the way. <laughs> Endless Poetry. Mine is Ocean's Eleven, so. 2018. I love that that's your favorite movie. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. James is really just like a heisty elf. 
you know what I feel like? I feel like your personality is like you're so enigmatic and deep and energetically intelligent, mm. but to the point where you don't even have to talk about it, and <laughs> you're just here for a good time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like I'm a step... I, I feel like we're the same energetically, but I desperately need to talk about it. I mm-hmm. desperately need to ground it. Like, mm-hmm. you're more grounded than me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like you can feel everything you're feeling and then kind of just, you like naturally like flows to your feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes yeah. to the ground. But for me, yeah. I'm like, I need to write it. I need to paint. Like, I need yeah. to put it out. And yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> we need to mine, James. <laughs> it's a cave that doesn't need... <laughs> That's the mining tool. <laughs> you know when there's like a sacred mountain or something mm-hmm. and they're like, no, we can't mine the sacred mountain. Yeah. It's like, like you have let's to make, frack it. Yeah, it's like, do we just leave it alone or do we, yeah, yeah. do we break it open for the pleasure of others? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, James. <laughs> we can't do this. <laughs> Shut it off. Shut it off. <laughs> Cut the camera. Anyways, mm-hmm. I do want to say one more thing about unrequited love and the clear the shelves aspect before we go into this fun music segment, <laughs> which is that I firmly believe in sort of having a conversation. Once again, the word universe is hard, but conversation with the universe or mm-hmm. with the collective consciousness and the idea that it is very important to sort of vote mm-hmm. <laughs> on what you want and what you don't want in life. And when someone isn't giving you what you want and isn't loving you back, it's very important to say, oh, okay, I guess I don't want it either. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I do feel like we're going to speak to someone who needs to hear the unrequited thing, because I, I've definitely needed to hear it. I've needed to hear it. I mean, I, yeah. my like part of me is like, oh, it's out of fashion, and no one's doing that anymore. Because mm-hmm. I think now the, the vibe is like, You're, you come first, and like... Yeah, you come first, give me... Give but me. it's also... I think there's someone out there, maybe just at least one person. There always is. There always is an unrequited crush, even in a small level. But it's always good to remember, if someone's not giving you what you want, then you don't want them. Yeah, walk away. (laughs) Walk away. You want what wants you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So we were going to do a fun segment where we kind of talk about the style of some love songs. Mm -hmm. It started with us sort of talking about how we wanted to talk about unrequited love and then James sending me this Leaky Lee. So it's Leaky? I think think it's Licky Lee, but I wouldn't know for sure. Licky Lee. I mean, I I listen to her a lot and I know who she is. I just never (laughs) had to say it out loud, actually. Um, And her song, Unrequited Love, which is actually so pretty. So pretty. (laughs) So tortured. So catchy, um, it's been in my head for days now after playing it. Yeah. And so here it is. This is how it's. Once again, this Brings me back every time. And that song perfectly time. describes it because in the same way that we say like, oh, you're actively letting yourself be in that space, the song itself is just, mm-hmm. it's, first of all, it's kind of self-affirming. Like, it's almost like a victim narrative of like, mm-hmm. once again, this always happens to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. It starts that way and then we dive in and then we're sort of, the song doesn't change much. No. Yeah. It stays, it keeps you there, it keeps you in a place. Yeah. Um, and it's beautiful and so very beautiful. directly describes that experience. Yeah. So successful, the song. Oh, it's so good. And just the fact that it's just her vocals stacked on her vocals, which is what Unrequited Love feels like. Wow. You know, where you're the yeah. one doing all the work. 
layering the narrative, you know, yeah. narrative over and over. And usually with unrequited love, you don't actually have much correspondence with the other person. <laughs> the worst part. <laughs> like, you literally have no insight. Yeah. And you're kind of just like... It's all you. Like, they didn't meet me there. Yeah. I think um, unrequited love is just, like, overachievers. Mm-hmm. Who <laughs> just are putting their energy in the wrong realm. <laughs> totally. Drake. <laughs> I'm looking at Drake songs now. Do I talk about fake love? Literally, because it has love in the title. But that song is more about like. That's yeah. That's more of like. I got fake people showing fake love to me. Oh. Up too much. <laughs> that's it, interesting it because. Is, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> well, because the word love, obviously, I think it's important to interpret any time that it's used. Mm-hmm. But what he means is like, people are showing fake... Respect. Fake respect. It seems just as if it's surface, you know. Surface level, surface. fake love. It's also a love that is for something else. Yeah. I'm showing you this, hoping I get the other thing. Yeah. Like, it's not the vibration of love. It's the act of admiration and Mm -hmm. complimenting. It's maybe trying to create a partnership. Yes. (laughs) With Drake. But without real love or respect. Yes. Without an actual understanding of, like, the person's pace, where they're at. Mm -hmm. And so Drake is basically saying, like, you're just trying to force a partnership with me, whether that's a business partnership, yeah. a romantic partnership, a friendship, because you want what I have. Yeah. Or you want proximity to what I have. Right, right. So once again, another person who's using the word love, love. <laughs> instead of partnership. <laughs> Which is interesting because is that also a form of unrequited love? Mm. Oh my god, this song Right Hand is like the partnership anthem. You're my right hand, you're my go-to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Know everything about you. <laughs> That's a bold move. <laughs> the partnership. Yes. <laughs> Told me everything about you. That's a bold move. I know that you're out here. There's things you gotta go through. Just know that these streets just don't love you like I do. Yeah. And they never will. That's oh, such a good song. But that's wow. the partnership yeah. anthem. That's like you were saying. You were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can know everything about someone and still want to be by their side. <laughs> that also that beat feels very like questy. So you know? questy. Very video game. It's like the par- that's a partnership. Like that's a great song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But even that song is like tortured. It is tortured. It's, all his songs have the like tortured energy where it's like these streets yeah. won't know you. Like I will, and they never will. But because then the assumption mm-hmm. is that that person's out there trying to find what he has you know all of drake's songs they access something very deep but they're always skeptical Mm -hmm. and that's the thing it's like this song too is like he's like i know everything about you but it's only valuable because no one else does apparently or i think Mm -hmm. that you know like his whole thing is like i'm the i did it i'm the one Mm -hmm. you don't know it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah like he always all his songs are that like he's having this really tortured personal experience yeah i think he has a lot of unrequited love that he's don't know obviously drake is a person and for all we know he's just the master creator of a character and an identity i heard i had a friend who uh was a driver for a while it Mm -hmm. was an ex-boyfriend of one of my friends who was a driver in la and one time he was at a party and they just were like he was like at the party with whoever he drove Mm -hmm. and he was in there and Drake was there and he said Drake was so 
like overtly kind mm. and but he they were like all rolling a blunt or something on yeah. a couch and drake like sat and was like hey like yeah roll that blunt then we can maybe go to the balcony would you like to go to the balcony would that be nice yeah yeah like she'll roll it and then i'll like yeah i have a lighter like was just super like very like vocal about every detail yeah. of, like the experience and like yeah. really proving that he was like invested invested yeah really interesting which is like his music kind of too where it's like he's like always explaining yeah. himself analyzing yeah every <laughs> angle yeah drake is wonderful yeah Oh my gosh, we listen to a Taylor Swift song. Friend of the Pod? <laughs> Friend of the Pod. <laughs> Literally, Drake, wh- which album, the, if you're reading this, is too late. That was the yeah. anthem to James and I's, like, independence. Absolutely. When we moved out of our first um, apartment, that came out, and we were hanging out with some <laughs> skater idiots. Some characters. <laughs> some characters, some true characters. <laughs> um, also, another thing, if you're really young and you're glorifying any um, skater boys or, yeah. or boy artists, and you think that they're the key... To the art world or the DIY scene. Yeah. We're here to tell you that they are not, and you will realize this later and you will laugh, but don't give them. Don't give them your love. Yes. Yeah. Take take the inspo, you know, wrap it into yourself, but don't. Okay, Delicate by Taylor Swift, I think, is one of the best mm. love songs out there. Yeah. Um, and this is because something that Taylor does. <laughs> that I really respect is that she travels in so many realms in her songs. Mm -hmm. So she'll go from like, this is how I feel. And then she'll be like, I wonder if this is how you feel. I wonder if this is what people think. And if you listen to her music, you'll see that she does that all the time. She like goes from place to place and it makes the song so dimensional. Yeah. And it's crazy. She's a universal player. (laughs) So delicate. But delicate is, it has the question of unrequited. You must like me for me. You must like me for me. Mm. We can't make any promises now, can we be? But you can make me dream. Okay, we can't make any promises. Mm. But you can make I would also like to say when I first heard this song, I thought I heard the lyrics and I thought it says we can't make any promises, but you can make me a dream. Yeah. But it's like, actually make me a drink. Yeah. But Dream I resonated with more because I was like, you know, that's what's happening in the early stages. Yeah. It's like we can't make partnership promises, but yeah. we can sort of dream about each other. But yeah, we can't make any promises, but you can make me a drink. So it's like a drink we can is enjoy. very edgy. It's kind of the adult version. Yeah. <laughs> it is on reputation when <laughs> she had yeah. an edgy moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that's it too. It's like we can't make any sudden movements. We can't commit to a partnership, but right. oh, the love is there. Mm-hmm. Love is there. Yeah. I think, okay, let's play Sea of Love because I think that's the ideal. It is the ideal. Yeah. You have a point. Sea of Love, even just water. This is how love should feel. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Oh my god, Israel Kamakoyo Ole has a cover of this song. Yeah. Yeah, that's everything. Yeah. It is. And every time I've been genuinely in love and it's been balanced, that song has been like, yep, that's yeah. it. It's so true. It's yeah. so innocent. Yeah. It really is just come with me. And it's uncomplicated. <laughs> Very uncomplicated. It doesn't have the baggage that a lot of love songs have. No baggage, no turmoil. Yeah. Just simply like, it's very present. Yeah. 
also the like the vision the image of a sea is probably mm-hmm. the most absolutely potent and yeah. simple and that is how it feels when something completely encompasses you or someone's love Mm-hmm. It's just good. It's modified. Yeah, sea of love. That is, yeah. I think that speaks of the energy of love. It speaks of, yeah, just the peaceful. Yeah, and you can feel that song. I mean, obviously in partnerships, it's very strong. And she does kind of mention two characters in the song. Mm-hmm. You know, like the day we first met. Mm-hmm. But it's like you can also listen to that song and be so moved by like just the vibration of love in life. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and like how lucky it feels like when I hear that song I think of like oh wow like I feel lucky to be right. here I feel lucky to there's feel magic a lot of magic yeah yeah there's God in that song <laughs> <laughs> the reverse of that song is the song Tainted Love oh god I already hear it in my brain like it's so tingy it's yeah. like such the opposite of Tainted Love soft cell 80s yeah. The 80s were so... Oh my god, after this, speaking of 80s, I want to play one of my favorite love songs, which is Do You Think I'm Sexy? <laughs> by Rod Stewart. But yeah, this is like... This is... Oh my god, I love that you brought this up. Sometimes I feel I've got to run away. Yeah, it's very, it's not yeah. about love. It's, yeah, it's about the lack of love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or it's about, like, the question. It's like, yeah. it's like someone who can't the make a decision. The love we share seems to go nowhere, is the mm. next line. It's just, and what it is, it's like, it's <laughs> relishing in that kind of, like, moment of realizing that it's not there. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yes. But, like, tainted love is such a cool way to look at it. Yeah. Rather than being like, just kidding, you're lonely now. You yeah. know? It's like, no, no, no. Or tainted love is, like, being sort of almost like the vibration of love being, like, cock-blocked by, like, a mm. lack of trust. You mm. know what I mean? Like, I don't trust you or, like, I have my own demons that are yeah. getting in the way. But I know that it's almost like a, yeah, it's, like, going against the grain. Like, when yeah. I hear that song, it's just, like... It's, yeah. And it sounds like a prison cell. That song sounds like a prison. Or, like, not a prison, but, like, a jail. Like, a cartoonish jail. Yeah, like (laughs) the clattering of bars or something. The percussive. Self-imposed cartoon jail. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I just want to bring this up because this song puts me in the vibration of love. But it's, like, a hookup song. And it's funny. (laughs) It's... (laughs) Rod Stewart, it's one of my favorite songs in the world. Okay, the opening is quite long. Well, that's because this is because your love language is touch. Yeah. And I just want life to be a big party. (laughs) Like, so fun. Oh, love on the brain. Oh, yes. Yes, that is the song of the century. It's yeah, I feel love in like, my body. When I hear that song, I just think of like Rod Stewart <laughs> when he recorded that was like a hot shot. Yeah. And I think of him now as like being this older white man. So I just see it in my head like an older Old white man guy. throwing himself around the stage, <laughs> like out of breath, and like. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my god, Paris Hilton has a cover of this song. Well. What? Whoa. This is news to me. <laughs> anyway, I love that song. To me, it puts me in the vibration of love, like the playful part of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, and as, a, as someone who's just so physical mm -hmm. <laughs> in my expression. It speaks to you. Yeah, truly. Yeah. I used to it used to be my song for getting ready for a date because I was like, Aww. this is the vibe. Like, <laughs> well, I think it's also like it elevates you too at the same time. It's not a torturous love song. It's not. Yeah, it's very much. I think for me, I feel most capable of the feeling of love and all good feelings when I feel playful. Mm -hmm. And I think I grew up um, laughing through so much. So sure. my whole thing is like laughter, playful, fun. So this song to me is like. It reminds me to have fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's Absolutely. like, I'm going on a date, and I, I really am interested in this person, but, like, do you think I'm sexy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's humorous. He's not yeah. taking himself seriously in this song. I also feel like, for me, I always like to remind myself that love is this big emotion, and, then like, this is big narrative, but at the end of the day, it's, like, it could sometimes just be summed up to the primal urge to, like, have sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, like, be, like, to survive together and make a baby. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that song, to me, just goes to the root of it, of, like, we're going to meet, and then you're going to decide if you think I'm sexy enough yeah. to carry your children, whether yeah. we have children or not. Yeah. <laughs> and it it's, gives me so much relief. Yeah. <laughs> really, okay, so should we do Love in the Brain by Rihanna? Yes. Oh my god, we started the episode with mm. God, this song is gorgeous. So good. Ugh. What do you want from me? torture yeah. but it's tortured not in a way that's like so much more dignified it's also like a self-aware torture yeah like she's like it must be love on the brain mm -hmm. everything that i'm feeling is because i feel in love with you or yeah, it's like facing the truth yeah. it's like a, a, a song about facing the truth yeah and, and i feel like only rihanna can do this song yeah she's so like self-aware and her and able to be vulnerable and powerful at the same time mm -hmm. which is what this song is totally Such it's like bearing song. everything when i was falling in love with somebody i listened to this song every night and i would cry mm. and it was exactly the nature of the song because i knew it was happening yeah and i wasn't it wasn't that i wasn't i guess i just wasn't ready or i wasn't used to it but i knew it was happening and mm. i was like okay i'm about to because it changes your life. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I literally, I remember there was a month straight, and I didn't tell the person. It was one of those things where I do enjoy suffering alone mm -hmm. sometimes <laughs> and giving something room to come to the light, but I didn't talk about it with the person. I wasn't like, I'm falling in love. I was just waiting for the right moment, I guess. Yeah. And it was like for a month, every night, I just had this distinct memory of me like cooking pasta. Mm -hmm. And like every night at dinner, I'd play a song, and I would just cry and be like, here we go. Yeah, yeah. And it did feel like I was giving, it felt sacrificial. And I don't know if I feel that way about love anymore, but at yeah. the time I was like... Buckle up. Yeah, I was like, I'm preparing to give up the... 
you know, I think at the time I had been hurt prior and I had like built up this entire kind of like world for myself uh-huh. of just this like independent person. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, the castle has been stormed. You're like, yeah, you're <laughs> giving a piece of your pride. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah. And the song was perfect for that. But it's such a dignified, mature song and it's, it's interesting to have a song that's tortured but not egotistical. Right. Whereas like Tainted Love is clearly like, okay, person, like yeah. <laughs> ego mind this is like Yeah. What, like a tortured energy <laughs> if possible. But it's like it's ex- I feel like it's not tortured, I would argue it's like coming to acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Like finding acceptance with this reality that you are in love. Mm-hmm. I also I was thinking today because I was having these sensations in my heart all week post Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it feels like my heart's on fire. And I was like, no, it doesn't. It feels like a big hole. And then I was like, Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that the most, one of the most perfect symbols for what your heart feels like when you're like experiencing love turmoil? Interesting. <laughs> also, how funny that it starts in this like mariachi way. Love. It's a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire A ring of fire Great song Yeah that one is so, to me, that one is so masculine. Oh, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Like, not just because it's Johnny Cash, yes. but it would take Johnny Cash to bring that song into the world. Absolutely. Um, but it is so... It's just a man being like, oh, I'm in pain. <laughs> it's so, also, oh. I feel like every man I've ever been with, I knew when they fell in love before they did, mm. and I just had to shut up and wait for them to, like admit it in this way mm-hmm. like I just knew I was like I know and then they, they tell you oh, I knew at this moment you're like yeah I knew because I'm a sensitive yeah. woman but every man that I, I've gotten so that close with I've yeah. been like I know that they love me but I can't say it I can't corner them I can't have them you know push them to say it before they're ready or imply that it's there yeah because they have to have this masculine moment of like oh it, it defeated me yeah. <laughs> I have fallen <laughs> Yeah, I fought the <laughs> the love and the love one. Um, such a masculine song, and it's it's funny because it's like it's a very dignified song too, in the sense that it like keeps its pride, yeah. but admits it's like it sounds like he fell into the ring of fire, but he's still on his horse. Mm-hmm. That's what the song sounds like. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not, you know, he didn't get like bucked off the horse. Step down. Yeah, yeah. He was proud. Ugh, Johnny Cash was so hard. <laughs> it's like there's an old photo of him. Ugh, imagine. Okay, now we have Love by Kendrick. If I'm into my mind and work, would you still Keep it a hundred, I'd rather you trust me than to Keep it all one, don't got you, I got nothing I'd rather you trust me than love me. I'd rather you partnership me than love energy me. <laughs> that song is so important to me because I was actually deeply in love when that song, that album came out. Mm. And then I got to see him live during oh, yeah, that yeah. tour. And it was like, dude, how... It was yeah. a big, 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 big quest mountain moment. Yeah. 
Uh, another great song. Rather You Trust Me Than To Love Me, Keep It 100. Very teamwork. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and also, to me, it's like a, it's, I really enjoy that song because like The Sea of Love, it has this very calm kind of background of it makes reminds you of just kind of driving and like staying with it and feeling as long as you can. It's immersive. Super immersive. Yeah. And then it's also sexy. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it almost is like, <laughs> feels like the perfect relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And there's an edginess too, where it's like, well, we're not going to just pretend that this is all sunshine and rainbows, right. you know, that this is going to take a little work. Yeah. He mentions normal things like being at work. Yeah. <laughs> it's the day to day. Give me a run for my money. <laughs> Which song? The um, I Can Change by LCD Sound System. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, let me close the window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> window being closed to the studio. LCD sound system I can change. Yeah. This is a good one to, to discuss. Uh, LCD sound system is just such a niche experience. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Should we just listen to the chorus where he's like? Yeah, yeah. I can change. Yeah. I can change. I love that song because it's just like so toxic and not what we <laughs> want to do, but it's also yeah. like we've all felt that feeling of being like, oh, but if I could just be this person a little bit more, <laughs> maybe I'll change your mind. Even the instruments, it sounds like they're like in Dexter's laboratory. <laughs> yeah. Adding like little chemicals. Like chemical experience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like it's, it has the energy of like, it almost reminds me of the feeling you have when somebody you're somebody's unrequited love like mm-hmm. someone's really into you mm-hmm. and they kind of it feels like they're negotiating yes, yes and they're yes. like i can do this this and this and you're like it's just not that yeah, 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 can't, yeah can't intellectualize all the feelings right intellectualize every feeling it's just also like i love that that song just bluntly says this really like <laughs> brutally <laughs> raw thing it's not it's masculine like, no, not at all and it's just like or maybe no it one is, wants it to is masculine maybe it's masculine but in the upside down place <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can change like it's like it's almost it's masculine in the sense that i think it's it's masculine to say oh i can change this yeah. i can i can control mm-hmm. this when love is something that really doesn't have a system yeah it's also that he goes never change never change never change he flips it Uh, and then it's like it's just interesting because it's like there is a part of you mm -hmm. when you're first falling in love that's like oh i hope that this person is who i think they are Mm -hmm. you know i also find this song this song reminds me of like like stream of consciousness writing in the sense that like I can even tell in the song it feels like he's aware that it's a stupid feeling to Mm -hmm, have mm -hmm. but he's like I just need to get it out let's get this like funky song this annoying feeling that we've all felt yeah let's just like that's the beauty of LCD Let's purge it. He's a purger. Yeah. He's big, like... Big, big purger. Totally. I like, think... <laughs> I think he's... I had this thought, a lot, like, years ago, and it's like, James Murphy says things that I think in my own head that no one else does. That's the name of LCD Sound System. Man. Yeah. yeah. The lead singer-writer. You met him, didn't you? I, he, he came into a restaurant that I was working at. Actually, the day after I had that thought... Which thought? The thought that he is the person that puts into words things that I feel. Oh, interesting. And then he came into the restaurant, and I died. I remember you 
you freaked out, but you said thank you to him with eye contact, eye contact. in a way that he probably could never understand how strong you were feeling. Yeah, I, or maybe he did. Well, I think he did because he looked at me in the eyes and then said, "You're welcome," which is <laughs> hilarious. I like you guys both. I I love that. yeah because I I'll never like confront someone at in a space when they're trying to have a good time and be yeah. like, thank you so much for like, thank you for being James Murphy. Right. For being the person that I needed you to be like, yeah, that's really powerful. Yeah. And thank you. And you're welcome with eye contact. It was so powerful. That's all that needs to happen. And this was after an hour. I took care of his table, mm-hmm. this whole thing. So it's, I spent time around him. Who was he with? Was he in a big he group? He was with, with like a woman and her kids. It was like a family, a friend with children. Mm-hmm. And it was cute because the, the kids were, like, younger, and they kept going to the play area to play, and then he would go over and play with them. Mm. He was the only person at the table not drinking. Mm. And and he just was, like, very grounded. But it's funny because when I first saw him, he was wearing a printed shirt with a blazer. Mm. And I was like, this guy looks kind of unhinged because his hair was messy. He looks exactly <laughs> like in the photos. Exactly. Yeah. But in real so. life, it's a little strange. <laughs> and then I was like holy shit, the only person that could be is James Murphy. And I was the only person working who knew who that was. So it was just like, it felt like he would just drop through this portal and I was the only person who could see him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. What about Lana Del Rey? She's not concrete. No, no, she's not concrete. She's kind of like... She's the youth, she's the youth feeling. Right, well. Will you still love me when I'm no longer young and beautiful? That song is... That's a lot. That song is like before her time. It's like a cultural like relic. Yeah. That song is big. It's also like it poses a question that we won't have the answer to until we're like... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy that she created that when she was that age. Yeah. Like I always like to think of the dimension in songs. And it's like the dimension that that song has is mm-hmm. like she created like a wormhole hole <laughs> for like us from now to like the day that we listen to this and get the answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oof painful i'm gonna see why don't i just know james and i always do this thing it's like a form of divinity <laughs> oh do it where we like which <laughs> which playlist let's do my um we could do my gravity is a theory playlist which is about love and be like what is the love song yeah um what's the love song for us to finish on yeah so um but james and i do this thing where we shuffle a song and uh, we press shuffle on a playlist and ask a question, and it honestly it works. Pretty good. Yeah, like it's we'll be in the car good. and be like, "What is this person thinking right now?" And then it will be like really related to the situation. Yeah. All right. What is the love song we should leave on? So good. That's good. That's love that song. Such a good song. <laughs> I also love the video which is like like it got so much criticism and everyone was like oh they just came in Kanye. I don't know. It got criticism? Totally. Mm. Everyone was like oh Kanye just puts naked Kim on the mm. <laughs> on the bike. She was into it. It was also visually beautiful. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Alright wonderful. Love Bound 2 by Kanye West. If you haven't seen the video I mean you gotta. Yeah. <laughs> homework. It's your homework. Homework. <laughs> Uh, this was a really exciting episode. Yeah, I had a good I always time. know that it's good when I, like, black out. Yeah. I don't... The time just... I don't know how we got here. Yeah. <laughs> how is it the next day? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my hut. I found you in the forest. <laughs> Would you like some porridge? Okay, sir. <laughs> oh, you're just a little elf. I'm pleased. <laughs> I'm 
I've lost the sleigh. <laughs> oh no. Are you hungry? I keep eating these cookies. I'm like on a sugar uh, high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a sugar high. Oh, that's too. it. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. And I um, guess we'll keep on we'll keep, keep on, on going. going. Keep on just like love does. Yeah. Just like you do. When love is present and when it is quote unquote not. Infinite, <laughs> infinite beings. Keep it going, keep it moving. Mm-hmm.